Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, December 11th. I'm Jonathan All, in for Wayne Pratt. A corner of downtown St. Louis known as the Blues Triangle has seen some changes among its long-running music clubs, plus new calls to grow the entertainment district. If we can get our hands on more vacant buildings and grow the area, you could become a neighborhood instead of five independent businesses pulling at things on their own. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports on changes afoot at BB's Jazz, Blues and Soups, and other clubs. That's coming up on The Gateway. A review of the use of red light cameras in St. Louis could be coming in the next few weeks. The measure was introduced on Friday by Alderman Rasheem Aldridge. It would require that surveillance technology be approved by the Board of Aldermen after a public hearing. Aldridge says he hopes to balance the need for traffic regulation with individual freedoms. I think it's critically important that we have a conversation and oversight of what that technology looks like to ensure we're not infringing on people's civil liberties. The conversation around surveillance continues after a 2015 Supreme Court ruling ended the use of red light cameras in Missouri. Mayor Tashara Jones's office said the city will explore automated enforcement solutions after a crash in March killed four people. New affordable housing is coming to the city of Pagedale. St. Louis-based nonprofit organization Beyond Housing and its partners are coming together to build 36 new single-family homes in Pagedale Town Center and throughout the city in North St. Louis County. The homes will be a mix of three and four bedrooms and energy efficient. It's a $12 million project. Chris Krameyer is the president and CEO of Beyond Housing. So what we want to do is just, again, keep building attractive housing stock that, again, people will be proud to live in. And that will, again, increase property values, which will increase the tax base, which will give more resources for uh, you know, critical and needed services for people living in, in the city of Pagedale. After a 15-year compliance period, residents will have an opportunity to purchase the homes. Construction is set to wrap up early in 2025. The U.S. Department of Transportation is funding a study that could lead to passenger rail service coming to Hannibal. The half-a-million-dollar grant to the Missouri Department of Transportation will be used in part to explore expanding the Amtrak route from Chicago to Quincy to continue on to Hannibal. MoDOT will also receive a half-a-million-dollar grant to explore adding a new route between St. Joseph and Kansas City that will include a connection to the existing River Runner route to St. Louis. Grants are part of an $8 billion nationwide project to continue studying passenger rail expansion projects. A study released by the U.S. Department of Agriculture shows the population in rural areas is on the rise after a decade of decline. Sheila Brummer reports for Harvest Public Media on the outlook for the Midwest. Brad Gable, a native of Los Angeles, has the perfect catchphrase for his bakery. Bringing big city taste to small town Iowa. Gable now lives in Orange City, a community of about 6,000 in a county that grew more than 6% in 10 years. That's an unusual gain, according to the USDA's John Cromerty. His research saw an uptick of a quarter of a percent from 2020 to 2022, mainly fueled by the COVID-19 pandemic. That trend is more visible in the South, in the Northeast, and in the West, and not as much in the Corn Belt and the Great Plains. Cromerty says only parts of the rural Midwest saw gains. He predicts growth even after the pandemic due to people working from home. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Sheila Brummer. 
Gas prices in the region continue to fall. Average prices in the St. Louis area fell 5.5 cents a gallon over the past week and are down more than 26 cents per gallon over the past month. Gas Buddy reports the average price in St. Louis is $2.92 per gallon and $3.25 in the Metro East. Prices in the Quincy area are around $2.75 a gallon, and in Rolla, the prices are at $2.95 a gallon. Gas Buddy analysts are projecting prices will continue to drop into the holidays. Musicians from across the St. Louis region gathered at the Anheuser-Busch Brewery this weekend to spread holiday cheer. St. Louis Public Radio's Brian Munoz reports on the Low Brass Celebration. Music filled the South St. Louis Beer Garden as nearly 150 tuba, euphonium, and baritone players performed a mix of classic and contemporary holiday tunes. Tuba Christmas is an annual concert that celebrates those who play, teach, and compose music for instruments in the tuba family. They've been doing so internationally for 50 years. This year's concert will mark Michael Bennett's 46th. He and his daughter Linda drove up from Arkansas to participate. It just doesn't feel like Christmas without this. We get to perform for the public, show off these beautiful instruments and what they can do. Bennett says they made it a holiday tradition to hunt for their next tuba Christmas to go to. This time, it'll be Texarkana, Texas. I'm Brian Munoz, St. Louis Public Radio. Near the southern edge of downtown St. Louis, a cluster of clubs has long offered live music in intimate spaces. Some ownership changes, a key retirement, and the appearance of two new clubs have shaken things up on Broadway. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports, the newest club owners on the block say it's time to raise the profile of the tiny entertainment district. There's a familiar sound at Billy's on Broadway one recent Friday night, the blues, courtesy of Big George Brock Jr. Things are shinier in here since new owners renamed and renovated the place in 2019. They converted it from a sweaty seven nights a week club to more of a nice sports bar that also features a lot of live music. Bud Jost was having a drink across the street back in 2000 when he thought of opening the original club here. The reason I named it Beale on Broadway is that I envision a spot like Beale Street in Memphis where you go park and you get out and you can go to three, four, five, six different clubs all in one night. That was the, the mission. Step out of the place, walk around the corner to 4th Street. So welcome back, y'all, right here to the Hawkins Hawk. And the soundtrack changes. That's band Off the Blacktop, covering a song by country star Cody Johnson. The aesthetic here screams country music. A few men wear cowboy hats. Young women with denim skirts and cowboy boots fit right in. Brothers Ryan and Jeremy Binkley opened in 2017, and last year added a venue next door. They extend the short strip of clubs on Broadway that some call the Blues Triangle around the corner onto 4th Street. Ryan Binkley suggests some fresh branding. We call this area Music Quarter. Jeremy Binkley envisions a burst of more nightlife around here. If we can get our hands on more vacant buildings and grow the area, name it, you can become a neighborhood instead of five independent businesses basically pulling at things on their own. And we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 I'm hopeful that we will get there soon. This scene all got started in 1976 when a club opened on Broadway with one of the great venue names. BB's Jazz Blues Soups. That's John May. He worked there for 43 years. The jazz and the blues are naturals for St. Louis. 
The soups, they go all the way back to the days when co-founders Mark O'Shaughnessy and Bob Burkhart would buy leftover vegetables from Soulard Market. They'd cook up these cauldrons of soup, which were popular with the folks living in the hotel then upstairs. Now the second floor is redone, lined with photos of blues greats who've played the club. Henry Townsend and Roosevelt Sykes, and then we had Johnny Johnson, Chuck Berry's piano player. I played with all of them. May went from bartender here to managing partner. He says clubs like BB's are vital to a city. Bringing people that can go and enjoy an urban environment with other people that are not just like them. They're actually meeting people, looking in them in the eye, having a conversation, and reveling in the experience of live music. I don't think that can be replaced. It's been a tough year for BB's. It closed its doors a few months, then reopened three nights a week. John May just retired. New general manager Kevin Ogle is adding monthly nights featuring reggae, Latin jazz, and other styles. On that recent Friday, after catching Big George Brock Jr. at Billy's on Broadway and off the blacktop at the Honky Tonk, you can pull up a seat at Broadway Oyster Bar and hear the service and friends dig into a groove. This corner isn't Memphis, but it's the sort of quirky, homegrown club vibe that you really can't fake. Bud Jost of Beale on Broadway, he welcomes the broadening of styles now available in the one-time blues triangle. One night you might go listen to some old country and then turn around and go listen to some blues the next night, or maybe catch a jam band at Oyster Bar the next night. All good. And the soup? That's pretty good too. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Cazares edited that report. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. The theme music is by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur, but we'll go out today with a little more of Tuba Christmas, music that Brian Munoz was able to record this weekend. I'm Jonathan All. Wayne Pratt will be back tomorrow. And from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.